Welcome to the BizTimes MKE Podcast. I'm BizTimes Associate Editor, Arthur Thomas. And on this week's episode, I'm joined by George Cullen. George is the co-president of JP Cullen. It's a general contracting company that's uh, based in Janesville, but also has offices in Milwaukee and Madison. George joined me to talk about the supply chain and inflation issues the construction industry is facing. Seems every industry is facing some of these challenges and construction is no different. Uh, they are a little bit different in terms of the long lead times they may have on a project or how if materials don't show up to the job site, it's maybe hard to find other work to get done. A lot of planning that goes into making sure things are available, making sure that projects stay on schedule, have a good understanding of what is happening with costs, lots of different moving pieces to keep track of. George shared a lot of interesting insights in how J.P. Cullen is dealing with these things from choosing different materials, getting suppliers on board, getting things ordered earlier. Even, you know, he's mentioned a, a project where they're saving old doors to be able to put them back on to at least be able to get occupancy and, and keep things moving forward while they wait on new doors to arrive. So a lot of great insights. Hope you enjoy the conversation with George Cullen. George Cullen, welcome to the BizTimes MKE podcast. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Well, let's dive right into it. Before we get talking about supply chains, let's talk a little bit about J.P. Cullen. Um, maybe you could share a little bit about company history, the work you guys do, and the kinds of projects you work on. Yep. So J.P. Cullen, we're a fifth generation family, uh, general contracting business, do work throughout the state of Wisconsin, the Midwest, and uh, for uh, clients across the country. And here specifically in Wisconsin, uh, we're fortunate to do a fair amount of work for the state of Wisconsin, uh, whether it be a 10-year restoration of the state capitol, multiple projects at Camp Randall Stadium for the Badgers, and in Milwaukee, we've done some very notable projects, including the Milwaukee Bucks Training Center. Uh, we were the steel erector on the Pfizer Forum, uh, the restoration of Milwaukee City Hall, numerous healthcare and education projects. And we're actually doing uh, three jobs on UW-Milwaukee's campus right now. So a long history of building uh, in Wisconsin, but then also in Milwaukee as well. Um, well, I'm sure all that keeps you busy. The other thing that's probably keeping you guys busy right now a little bit, inflation and supply chain issues, you know, probably just making everything a little more complicated. And we hear so much about it. You know, we see it with uh, all the ships in off the coast and on the West Coast. We see it, you know, manufacturers talking about it. We see it on grocery store shelves and things like that. Curious, how do you see these, you know, inflation and supply chain issues showing up on construction projects? Well, it's definitely something that's top of mind uh, with, with our industry, just like you said, in a lot of different industries. So it's not something that we're not uh, uh, interacting with on construction job sites too. And to me, uh, they're two distinct uh, challenges that can go hand in hand, but specifically with inflation, uh, we have never seen this type of rise in costs. And the challenge too is uh, for people to understand is the costs are going up. Uh, we expect that rise in costs to slow down, but they're not going to return to where they were before. So mm -hmm. we're in this environment now and it's where the costs are. Just an example, uh, when we would do a budget for a project, we could count on a metal deck to be $5 a square, uh, a square foot. Right now, the cost of metal deck, which forms the uh, roof structure of a building or on the, uh, on the floors, is $13 a square foot. Wow. So just a substantial rise in cost from what we would historically see. Mm -hmm. And then on the supply chain, 
items is uh, for us, it's all about being uh, very diligent and proactively figuring out uh, where the material is, when it's going to get to be on site. But as I'm sure you've heard from other customers or other industries, it's a little bit of a, a whack-a-mole uh, because mm -hmm. you're constantly chasing down uh, what might be more difficult to get the following day because it wasn't difficult to get the previous day. Mm -hmm. And there's not, my understanding in a lot of cases, it's like, there's not a lot of great ability to predict like what it's going to be one, one day to the next that you're going to, you know, have issues in terms of getting, it's kind of across the board. There are you know, different issues that are kind of always popping up. Yeah. The, the new one I saw last week were completing uh, uh, rooms in an apartment project and we could not get the outlet covers for uh, receptacles for where you plug in your power. Mm -hmm. And that's just unheard of, that that's a difficult thing to get, but it's because plastic is in short supply right now. Mm -hmm. So you're exactly right. Uh, it, it definitely is ever evolving and changing uh, what's uh, difficult to get. You mentioned a couple of examples already, but one of you might be able to share a few other examples of kind of these supply chain and inflation issues you're seeing. And is, is one worse than the other in terms of price increases in supply chain, or are they kind of going hand in hand? Uh, they go hand in hand. And the, uh, uh, they, they start to uh, become more prevalent at different stages of the project. So specifically inflation. Uh, inflation, we really see it when we're working with an owner to try to budget a project for them that is six months, 12 months, uh, a year and a half, two years out. And we're doing everything we can to be uh, very uh, analytical about using different industry charts, using different economists' information of where we think the market's gonna be a year, year and a half out. And that helps inform us with what the percentage increase we should use for how costs will go up. Mm -hmm. And then on supply chain, that's really in the uh, planning of the job. It's really being cognizant about what type of materials that we use. So an example uh, on a project, uh, we were going to use joist and deck, which is a very common type of building structure, metal joists. They're very efficient. Uh, you can design the building very efficiently with it. But that is something that is very difficult to get right now uh, because of just the huge boom of Amazon distribution centers. Mm. They're buying up joists and deck in bulk right now, and it's causing a constraint on the rest of the market. So on this particular job, we knew that was going to be an issue. So early on, we worked with the owner to, and a structural engineer to change the design of the building so that you no longer be relying on joists. You'd have more of a conventional structure, which at this point is easier to get. Mm -hmm. So the supply chain uh, issues, we try, we're trying to do everything we can up front to mitigate the issue down the road when we know they may be difficult to get. Mm -hmm. And then just the other example I would give is when you're remodeling a building, it's pretty typical when you're remodeling something, if you take off the wood door uh, that you uh, uh, recycle that wood door, it wouldn't, or, wouldn't be used anymore because it's uh, uh, something that's not new. Well, we've had to uh, store those wood doors and we have a specific job where the final design called for new wood doors. And rather than recycling the old ones, we held on to them because we knew it was going to be really hard to get wood doors. And uh, we ended up installing the, the old doors while we waited for the new ones. And 
Some of that seems trivial, but when an owner needs to get into their space and you need to get doors to be able to get occupancy, that's just what we have to do. It's all about being proactive and figuring mm-hmm. out uh, what materials we can reuse. Yeah, it seems like the, the management and the mitigation of this, it's kind of something that has to play out throughout the entire process of the project from you know the design part all the way through you know to you know the final punch list to figure out what you know what you can how you can manage it but it 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 shows up throughout the life cycle it sounds like definitely and i think the thing too to make sure people understand is it takes a team approach too um it takes the end user of the building in some cases it takes the developer of the building it takes the architect and the engineer and us as the contractor to really proactively work through some of these things. Uh, uh, Another example would be, we've got a a project with an owner and the inflation is really causing challenges with uh, making their pro forma work for the project. And as a team, we started to work through, well, what is the value of this building? Where do you need this to be, to be able to make their pro forma work? And are there costs that we could defer now and not do them now. Uh, so you can start generating income revenue with this building. And then as that uh, starts to turn and you start to generate the revenue from the building, are there things we can do later on to enhance the building once you're starting to realize the revenue from the building? And that mm-hmm. takes an understanding owner. It takes a uh, great architect to work through how do you do that design so that in a later date, you could start adding on different things to get to the final end product that the owner wants are the the inflation issues and the supply chain things or is it all is it pretty indiscriminate in terms of what what um types of projects and kind of things that it's hitting or is it are there differences across projects what started really on uh in the multifamily market and everybody saw the news and read about the high cost of lumber mm-hmm. typically multifamily projects are wood framed so the structure of the building is lumber it's wood framed so that definitely was the market that was hit. It started to spill into the other markets because uh, on a commercial job, like I said earlier, a lot of your doors are going to be wood. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, when all the rising in pricing and lumber was going on, wood door manufacturers just waited. They weren't going to buy uh, lumber at that price. So now it created a real supply chain issue down the line for wood doors, on commercial projects or educational projects. So it may have started in one segment of our industry, but it's definitely something that's being felt uh, on all projects uh, mm-hmm. across all markets. If I'm a you know a business owner um, or a developer and I'm considering a project, you know what what kind of choices do I have here? You know I'm thinking about a new office or a building expansion or you know a remodel of some kind. I mean, do I just can I just wait? Do I have to redesign? Do I just accept that I'm going to have to pay more? You know, how do I deal with this if I'm a, a you know, um, I need to build something. Um, no. And like you said, it, you know, things may level off, but, you know, coming back down is another story. Yep. Well, uh, before I answer that, just the, the statistic to point out is engineering news record, which is a, a Engineer News Record, it's an industry accepted uh, resource uh, for owners, architects, contractors, engineers. They did a study going back 40 odd years and they never, except one time, the only time was during the Great Recession, did material pricing uh, after a rise of inflation like this 
go below where it was before the inflation. So again, while costs will, will level off, they're not gonna go down below uh, where they were before all this. So I think that helps inform some of the decision-making about what to do now. So what we're trying to help our owners understand is before all this inflation happened or maybe in the middle of this inflation happening, there was a reason why you were doing the building. Uh, if it was for a food and beverage uh, producer, uh, there was a demand that they needed to meet. Uh, if it was for an educational customer, they're having growth in their population and they needed a new middle school to be able to uh, support the growth of their community. So these reasons still exist and there's a reason why you're doing the building. And there's a value that doing that building will accomplish for you. And it will, in many cases, deliver revenue back to you, profitability back to you. So if that's the case, you know, we're advising our owners, let's move forward, but let's be even more conscious about what does that pro forma look like to make this a successful project. So even with this inflation, how do we control the costs, but still meet the goal that you need to get this building where it needs to be? And let's make informed decisions. Yes, there may be some things we have to sacrifice on right now, uh, you know, uh, maybe choosing a more economical carpet, maybe being more creative about what the exterior envelope of the building is to get material that's easier to get, that's less uh, costly. But let's still get a building that'll allow you to start generating revenue. So our advice to owners is when reviewing this market, really understand exactly what the value add that this building will do for you. And then let's proactively work to mitigate this cost issue as best we can. So you can start generating that revenue, start generating that profitability. Because mm -hmm. if you wait, you're just going to lose out on that revenue and profit uh, that you would have gotten if you got the building sooner. Yeah, I think you mentioned it earlier too that it like the own the the building owner or the developer, you know, having kind of the open mindset um, and going into it that way versus having their heart set on like, doing X, Y, or Z, or you know, having the the flexible mindset probably makes your job a heck of a lot easier if if they come into it, you know, with that and maybe they have some creative ideas or they're willing to look at things differently. That makes life a lot easier than, than if they say, Nope, it's gotta be this, this, and this, you know, customer is always right. Um, kind of thing uh, that uh, probably would make projects a little more challenging if you have that they're not flexible. And it's, again, it goes back to the team approach. We've got uh, a customer that we're going to be building a, a significant new addition to their campus. And one of the main reasons for this building is that it's part of their cultural shift of how they want to keep people in campus and have this seen as a community asset. So the size and look of this building is extremely important to this customer because it wants to be something that draws in the community and is seen as a community asset. So we can't sacrifice on the size and the building and the appearance of it. But what we can sacrifice on is it's a three-story building and the owner recognizes that the third level may not be needed for some time. So we can build this building, we can get this community asset and really hit on those couple of goals for that owner. And once it starts generating revenue, uh, uh, that, and once they get a new budget cycle, then we can go and build out the third level. So as you said, that really takes flexibility from the owner and, uh, 
it's our job to help them understand, again, what is the value you're deriving uh, from getting this building and helping them make those informed decisions. Mm-hmm. What is all this doing, uh, you know, to construction timelines for people? And I'd have to imagine, you know, the, the piece that we haven't touched on yet is the, the labor component yep. where, you know, finding um, the, the folks to actually do the work is challenging. And there's kind of a, maybe a, a cycle there of you can't find the folks. And then when you do have them, uh, you know, we've had inflation, we've had supply chain issues come into play. And so suddenly, you know, now we have another, you know, problems that we didn't have before. Uh, so how are all these things kind of extending out how long it takes to build something? So the timing, uh, we haven't talked on it. It's, it's definitely a challenge. Uh, uh, precast, that normally would take between six to eight months to get in a normal environment. Right now, it's taking 12 to 13 months to get. Uh, so that requires us to do a couple different things. Uh, number one is can we uh, bid out and get a precast supplier selected while we're still working on the final design of the interior of the building? We know what the shape is going to be like. We can get this precast because it's going to form the exterior walls of the building while we continue to work on the design within the building. That's one option. A second option could be is there, a, is there a material that's readily available that could replace precast? Can we do, it's called CMU, uh, CMU block, which is a pretty common masonry building type within a brick veneer. So all those are materials that are readily, readily available. So again, on the just like cost on the schedule component, we've got to help our customers, help our uh, owners and architects understand that some material, if there is a firm end date, we might have to make some changes. We might have to bring somebody on board sooner. Um, and then from the labor standpoint, uh, right now, uh, this uh, material supply chain is a lot more prevalent, but before all this, uh, before COVID, like a lot of industries, construction uh, is and was facing uh, labor shortage. So that hasn't went away. In fact, there's probably been more people leaving our workforce uh, over these years. So the key there for us as an industry is to be very committed to apprenticeship programs, uh, getting to the middle schools all the way down there through the high schools to really communicate that a job in construction is a great paying job. It's a great career. So that's how you solve the, the problem overall. But then in the actual day to day, what we're trying to do is relying upon prefabrication techniques where we do everything we can to build everything in a controlled environment and then bring it on site once it's finished and put it in place. So it allows us essentially to do the building ahead, some of the components of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you seeing people at all, you know, push off delay projects because of um, all these issues or are they saying, I don't see it getting any better. So I got to, you know, get in line, get pushing ahead with my project now. So I, I wouldn't say we're seeing people push off projects. Um, I think it's a part of the reasons why we're facing these supply chain issues is it is such a strong economy. Mm-hmm. A lot of our customers, especially the ones in the Fortune 500, have been building up a large amount of cash and they're looking to deploy some of that in capital expenditures. Um, so I know it's not pushing off, but I think again, it's really causing us and our customers to be much more 
proactive up front to really understand what is the value added that this building or this project will do and really being hyper-focused on that because then when we make cost decisions, it helps inform those decisions. We've not seen it, it uh, really slow down our market or industry much because as uh, I'm sure people know, we're familiar with the building and construction industry or just driving around the cities and communities that they live. It's a very busy time. Uh, there's a lot of new projects being started and it's definitely uh, has not slowed down uh, at all. In fact, uh, uh, an economist that we follow, um, ITR, their nationwide economists that we rely upon for our forecast, they're actually predicting 2022 to be a growth year in the construction market, <laughs> even with the inflation and supply chain issues. Mm. So it just keeps on, keeps on going. And, you know, that's, you can follow some of that in the, in the good problems to have, you know, no one, no one's liking dealing with all these things, but, uh, it beats, you know, a no growth situation where, you know, there is no demand. Yep. Agreed. Certainly. Well, George Colin, that, uh, that covers the questions I had for you today. Thank you for joining me on the biz times MKE podcast. Yeah. I appreciate the, the time to visit with you and, uh, thank you for your time. This is Dan Meyer with biz times media. You've been listening to the biz times MKE podcast For more business news and insights, be sure to go to biztimes.com and subscribe to any of our daily e-newsletters and our magazine, BizTimes Milwaukee.